Say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Re- now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. It's Terrific Tuesdays with the motivator, Jazzy G. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on iHeart. And today, beloved, today is Terrific Tuesday. That's right, it's Terrific Tuesday. But check this out, beloved. I know I've been gone a little bit. There's things that have been going on with me. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. My soul motivators, things that's been happening. But check this out. I have a special guest here today. That's right. I have someone that's going to bring the funk to you. All right. Now, we go way back. We go back like Monopoly boards and spinal cords. You know what I'm saying? Right, so my guest is Cheryl Star, right? She grew up in Harlem, USA, like yours truly, you know what I'm saying? So she come from a music family, right? Now her brother was one of my MCs, y'all know him as Reverend Islam and all that stuff, but she was also an MC that I produced back in the day. She got her start, you know what I'm saying, with her brothers and sisters, because her pops was an a R&B singer, and he brought them up in the family. It was like the Jackson Five type of thing, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Doing a thing, he was, he was almost like a Joe Jackson, but it was all good, you know what I'm saying? And she she did her thing. She she's one of the early MCs that you know say that well she watched the early MCs like Shaw Rock and tried to do her thing like Shaw Rock, but yo, she was getting it getting it in. Now she also is a poet. She she's an author. She got some great books out there already. I want you to get your hands on these books. She's gonna tell you all about it. Now she's in the world of comedy. That's right. She's a stand-up comic, and she's doing her thing, right? So without further ado, she's going to talk all about it and get into it. I want you to put your hands together for the one, the only, Joe Star. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. What's going on, Jazzy? How you, uh, how you doing out there? Good morning. Good morning. Got me up early in the morning, but I'm, hey, I want to talk about me, too. <laughs> Hey, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Just, you know what I'm saying? It, hey, the, the morning coffee is all about getting up, getting out, and do what you got to do, make it happen for you. Yes. And you've been yes. that. You know what I'm saying, Cheryl? You've been doing that. So I want you to touch my soul motivators. Who exactly is Cheryl Star? I gave them just a little tidbit, but I want them to know how you got started in the whole music scene and what you're doing now. Okay, great. Well, I grew up in Harlem, so I got started uh, coming from my dad, who was an aspiring singer, family raised out there in Detroit. So my father grew up in that Motown era. So just, you know, growing up in Harlem for myself, we had the Apollo Theater and mostly, you know, anybody who was anybody was uh, at the Apollo Theater. And my dad used to always take us to the concerts. So, I mean, I've seen people like James Brown back when I was like 10 years old. I was amazed that Diana Ross growing up just looking, listening to the Motown sound and you know the Jackson 5 was every kid's you know pretty much every kid's uh, 
group to be. And Michael Jackson was my crush at that time. <laughs> at that time, I had posters, I had the albums, you know, ABC, Want You Back. And so, you know, that was actually in the early 70s. And that's when I kind of took a, lo- a loving and a liking to music in general, you know, with, with from the lyrics to the band to the singing. And uh, I think that's when I got interested in writing poetry. I think I wrote my first poem. I was like 10 years old. Right. And, um, you know, I started writing poetry and got fascinated uh, with music from there in lyrics. So that's that became it. And then later in the 70s was rap music, which was fascinating. And it actually just blew my mind. My uncle introduced me to rap music. Uh, his friend was K.K. Rockwell of the famous group, uh, the Funky Four. Right, exactly. Back then, it was the Funky Four. They didn't have that plus one. one right, exactly, exactly. You know, because they had Raheem, who was with the uh, uh, wound up well, being with the Grandmaster Flash. So, with the Funky Four, was Shaw <laughs> Rock was one of the first females. One of one of the first. Well, let's correct this. Let's correct that because I want everybody to understand it. Because I hear people say this all the time. They say Shaw Rock was one of the first. Let's clear the air because uh, because uh, because you know. Shaw Rock is the first. All right, everyone. Shaw Rock. Right now, we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Wow. All right. And wow. being a hip hop historian that I am, let me tell you, Shaw Rock is the first female MC. Okay. So now I know you know of the Us Girls. It was Shaw Rock. It was Debbie D. And it was Lisa Lee. Okay. Matter of fact, I used to have a crush on all three of them. So let me let you add that in there. Let me get that crush information out. Hey, they they still my friends though to this day. Right, right. Still my friend. And matter of fact, they're about to honor Shaw Rock. I think next month sometime up there in the Bronx. Like they have like a Shaw Rock Day in the Bronx. Rock Day in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. But let 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 me make this clear. As as a hip hop historian, Shaw Rock is the first female. MC. So let's go from there. <laughs> yeah, I figured that, you know, I was just like, I know it was a few in the beginning, but she was the first one that I ever heard of. So I call her the first MC as well. And from there, like I said, I was inspired to rap from Shaw Rock, being right. a female. And, you know, my name is Cheryl, and I took the Sheer because, you know, back in the 70s, Sheer, Sonny and Sheer was on TV. So I right, got, right. and I called myself Sheer Rock. But right, it was right. definitely... Biting, we called it biting, but it was biting <laughs> off of Shaw Rock. And you know, I started, you know, taking my poems and converting them into rhymes over beats. Right. And actually, right. you know, Teddy Rowley from the group guy from the group Black Street, mm-hmm. y'all know him, Rump Shaker Teddy Rowley, did some beats for the, the group that I was in at the time. It was me, my brother, and, and my brother's close friend. We were called the Vicious Three. So, you know, all of that came from being inspired from the Funky Four. Right. The founders that we saw, you know, Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Class, but the Funky Four was personal to us because KK Rockwell was like my uncle. So, right. you know, when hearing Shaw Rock, I was inspired from there. Went on to, you know, try to rap and sing and do everything. I um, became star, several star, actually, because I went solo with, you know, got out of the group format and wanted to be a solo artist. So I did a couple of demo tapes and you know like yourself jazzy helped me put, you know produce some music for me back in the days and right, i got right. on the apollo um you know i did a show at the apollo it was great i did uh the make it or break it that they had back in the wbls days they played my song 
I seen it from my window was a song that right. I had written at the time that came over Make It or Break It. And, you know, I found that my love for the music became more with the pen. So I just kind of took a back seat from, you know, trying to get out there and just started continuing to write. And that's where the birth of my poetry book came. Right, right. Now, now, what was it like to perform in the, the famous Apollo Theater? What, what was that like? I mean, that was an unbelievable dream come true. Um, like I had mentioned a minute ago, just being a little kid and that, you know, between nine and ten, just going to the Apollo to see James Brown and people like that, Aretha Franklin, you know, as a kid, to be able to be on that stage and perform, yeah. it was like, I was, I kind of was like nervous at the same time. I couldn't believe it was happening. I was saying to myself, you're on the, you're at the Apollo Theater. So, yeah. you know, that was a, a great experience. I'll never forget it. Yeah, because it, it is amazing. And, and, and you can feel the energy when you're there. I, I remember yes. Back in my WBLS days with me and Chuck Chill Out, and we used to host these shows. Matter of fact, they used to have like a a, a rap night at the Apollo. Um, it was like this Monday nights or something like that. Chuck and I would right, host right. shows, and it was it was so cool. And it was like just being you know on that stage and and the audience out there and just the energy out there. It was like so cool, and and it's nothing like it. So I, I, I understand. That's why I had to ask you. What did that yes. like to perform on that stage? Because it's, it's definitely magical. Now, I know, Cheryl, you've written some books. And I want you to tell my soul motivators about the books that, that you, you have out now and what made you, you know saying, transition from that, that hip-hop uh, uh, rapper to uh, writer and write, you know saying, uh, poetry and, and published books. Well, the books that I have out now, so I have three published books already. Uh, one is called Thoughts of Wisdom, Poems and Songs. So I took some of my poems and some of my songs that I've written and combined it in that book. Um, a, a personal book of mine, uh, Stepped in a Puddle of Roses, poetry book is called that. And um, the other one is Inside the Mind of a Poet. I was inspired to write because lyrics are very, very important and lyrics are touching and lyrics tells the story about you know what's going on in the writer head or the singer's head so that became something that I was inspired by because when I was younger my dad used to make me you know write these lyrics to the songs that he was singing you know he did a lot of renditions of Spinner songs, OJs, right. and such. So he would be like, babe, write this song down for me so I could memorize it. Because remember, we didn't have social media back then and we didn't have karaoke where you know the lyrics and stuff. So, you know, he was in a band and they used to sing people's songs and I'd write down the songs. Or if it was a new song that just came out, he'll say, write it. And then as I've written, you know, wrote the songs of other people, I was just reading the lyrics and I got like really personal with those with those songs. Because remember, every song that come out could be you could you could feel something about it or it could be somebody that you know went through it so you know it's it's about real life life right. in general so i i fell in love with the lyrics and i became uh you know dedicated to more writing that that side more right. that's great that's great that's powerful now now i know that you transitioned into uh into a comedy stand-up yes comedy. and <laughs> Yeah, so it's all good because, again, you know what I'm saying? Now, I know you and I know your family and a whole lot of y'all's and, and you're a very humorous family. So <laughs> it's, it's fitting that any one of you 
could be committed. <laughs> you, right. Rev, S, you know what I'm saying? Any one of you could be comedians because it's so natural for you guys. So people that, you know what I'm saying, know you will, will understand that. But I want you to talk to my soul motivators. They say, what inspired you to tap into comedy? And, and when when did you say to yourself, you know, hit that stage and tell some jokes? Like, what was that that day? Came well, from? so but I've, I've been actually a smart ass all my life. Like you said, my sisters and brothers, uh, we grew up poor. So, you know, we had humor, music and, and just, you know, television to entertain us. And uh, sometimes we would entertain each other. You know, we did our own, you know, music things. We'll, you know, get up, sing. Sometimes my dad used to make us get up and sing and, you know, practice if we wanted to, you know, get into that that industry. But I would always find uh, a minute to make a joke or I would make a joke out of something that maybe somebody else didn't think was funny. And a lot of people in my family always said, Cheryl, you should you should have been a comedian. You should have been a comedian. But they meant that in a way that, you know, they thought I was funny, but they also knew I was a smart ass. And so, um, you know, when I was told that it was it, I never saw myself as a comedian, but I didn't because I didn't purposely try to make people laugh. But once I saw that I had the ability to make people laugh. I started looking into it because I love comedy and you know, I've always been pretty much an upbeat type of person. And right. I said, you know, females are, you know, cause I had to think about it. You know, I have to say, you know, if I be a comedian or if I try to tap into that, can I say the stuff that I want to talk about? So, you know, <laughs> just looking at the female uh, comedians like Adele Givens, I used to love watching um, the HBO Deaf Comedy Jam because right. that kind of showed me that there were women out there that was able to say whatever was on their mind. So just being inspired by people like her, people like Samoa was one of my favorites back then. Melody, um, Camacho, her. Right. Um, yeah. Even, even um, I used to listen to, but couldn't listen to, um, what was her name? Betty Wright? Yeah, yeah. No, no, Millie Jackson. Millie, Millie Jackson, Jackson was, oh, yeah. Millie Jackson had a mouth on yeah. her. And yo, yes. She wasn't a yes. comedian, but she was one of those vocal women that said yes. what was on her mind. Well, so, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I always was like, you know, if I get into that, I want to talk about things that, you know, I relate to. And, you know, just hearing, you know, sisters like Monique and and um, like I said, Samoa. And, um, I said, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to tap into my God giving gifts, you yeah. know, because God gives us a lot of gifts. And sometimes, you know, we don't use them or we don't exercise all the different genres that we could probably play a role in. And make a difference and make somebody laugh. You know, if I could make one person laugh, that starts it right there. So I was inspired, you know, just by, you know, coming up to this age group. And I said, I want to, you know, take my chances and get back into what I love to do. And I definitely love comedy as well as music. So I said, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Because as you said, you know, saying God give us all gifts, talents, and abilities. And I always yes. it's up to us to tap into those gifts, talents, and abilities, and and manifest them. Yes, it with the world, and and that's to me that's the that's the greatest glorification you can give back to God is that you use your gifts, talents, and abilities. You know what I mean? And, yes. You know, use it for for enlightenment. You know what I'm saying? And and, and we know laughter is like the best medicine. You know what I'm saying? For, yes. Definitely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. We all go through things and, and, and our trials and tribulations can really bring us down. But when it comes to, to laughter, it really helps, you know what I'm saying? Because this past just a few months with me, just going through yes. my physical, you know what I'm saying, stuff that I was just going through, you know, I, I look to comedy, you know what I'm saying? And, and even though comedy can be controversial, but it, it's still controversial to the to that person's perspective. You know what I mean? Like, the, what I find... Absolutely. What I find uh, controversial in comedy would be the perspective. Like, right now, Chris Rock has his special on Netflix. And I was watching... Yes. And and it's a, it's a lot of controversy about it because, again, the thing that happened at the Oscars last year... Yes, yes. Smith ...and Jada and the semantic things that he said. But he tapped on... And, and of course... People are highlighting the stuff that he's saying about about Will. Will Smith. But but he talked about a lot of stuff on there. Yes, yes. And yes. and for me, some people, you know, some people hit that so, oh well he's 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 half cooning or he's doing this or he's doing that or he's you know and and for me I'm like a lot of things Chris say, you know, just be a lot of real stuff that we don't want to face. And I think that's the controversy of comedians. They right. say things uninhibited inhibitly say things that we don't want to face truths that we don't want exactly to face. and what other platform to do it because one thing that i love about comedy and comedians is that they speak truth right exactly. comedy exactly. is 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 about laughter that's where the seed of it comes from to make people right. laugh but right. sometimes we do shed laughter on some painful situations right. because we have to find mechanisms and how to deal with things that are that are tough to deal with and right. so uh when a comedian sets the conversation about what's happening in the world is it's his right to speak about that and yeah. they we all are different and all are uniquely you know designed on how we deliver that message but yeah i agree you know a lot of people going to criticize Chris Rock or, you know, things that folks like him say, you know, I hear a lot of times D.L. Hughesley always talk about a lot of important things that's going on in the world and in our culture. But he has a uniqueness on how to deliver that message. But not everybody, you know, in, in comedian, a comedy to me is free of speech. That's what it was designed to be. Like, so not everybody is going to go that deep and go political with their com- comical stuff. You know, sometimes you talk about like myself. I talk a lot about my lifestyle. I talk a lot about my family. It's enough to joke about, but I do mention things that's going on in the world that that I pay attention to. But you know, I wouldn't like say that I'm a political comedian because right. I focus a lot on. I joke on myself. You know, a sister need to lose some weight. Right. <laughs> so right. I've been talking about you know things that I laugh about myself, and um, you know, and and I just like to give laughter and keep it. In that in that genre, but I, re, I respect and admire the comedians that are you know that are godfathers and godmothers of this right. business. And, and I think that's what makes comedy great. What I what I like in, in comedy is that it is it is about the here and now, and it's it's subject matters that we may say to ourselves or yes. other we don't say it out loud or we may keep it amongst our circle. But you know what I'm saying? So that that truth kind of hit. But it's a the humorous side of things. You know what I mean? It's like you know what you know if it doesn't if it doesn't kill you to make you laugh type of thing. And right, I, right. I think, 
Kill him with kindness. Yeah, and it's, it's like um, I think that the comedian he he, he had passed away a few years now. I think his name is uh, Patrice. Um, uh, man, I think his name is Patrice Island. I think. I, man, what was Patrice's last name? I can't. I can't remember. But he had said something mm-hmm. that profound. He had said that um, comedy should be. He said, if you making, if you when you're telling your your jokes or whatever like that, and you got the whole place laughing, you never right. your job. He said it should be half the audience is dying on the floor, and the other. <laughs> half hell is he talking about you know what I'm saying yeah. like they, they should be in shock like, like half the audience should be in shock and the other half should be laughing you know what I'm saying <laughs> laughing their heads off and that's real calm. he said now that's real comedy right cause they like that's, I can't believe he just said that he just, right. just said that he just said that right and that's what I feel that's calm. I think some of the best comedians do that you know and as I was right. watching the Chris Rock special and I was like he said some things that you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, did he really just say? And he talked about abortion. It was like the things he said. Like, whoa! But it's it's some stuff that's in there that's funny. And he said, "We're right, right. in abortion." But if but the way he's saying it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. But, well, he did acknowledge that you know his daughters because he have daughters. He right, he has daughters that right, they should right. have rights over it, their body. Exactly. You know? So it so, was. Exactly. So it, it, he's coming from that perspective, and, and, and I understood wholeheartedly because I'm a father of daughters. Right. I have four daughters. So I understand that wholeheartedly. So when you're a father and your father just daughters or uh, uh, just daughters, period, you kind of you you see that viewpoint. You know, as a man, you start to see that viewpoint because again, we are our daughters are our princesses, and so we want right, them right. to have that same. You know that same right energy as anybody else. You know, what I'm saying? And, and again, our job as fathers is to protect. You know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. protect, right. provide, and produce, and that's what we want to do. You know, what I'm saying, like he was saying about he spoiled his daughters, and I got that. And then he made quietly. jokes on him. Uh, you know, certain women back in his day when he was growing up. You know, he'd be like I, I had a, I had women that had a lot of abortions. Like you know, made jokes <laughs> on that. Talked about that before. So, and yeah, you know, the yeah. funny thing, people didn't pay attention to that much back then when he joked about it. Right, right. I want you to, if if you was talking to somebody right now that wanted to get into comedy like you, and, 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 and even though you making your your strides and your bones in it, what would be some of the advice that you would give to them? Well, I would just tell them, be natural, be yourself. You know, because. I started because other people found me funny. I never went into it saying I'm going to try to be funny because I think most comedians they they have something natural and funny about them. You know, right. like it could be a facial expression like people like Richard Pryor and them. They were silly, you know, when they got into it. So, um me in general is like uh, like I said, I I I'm kind of a student of comedy and learning more about the craft. Right. And you know, I would love to you know, one day have a conversation with a veteran female comedian or a comedian in general. But I feel like being myself is why I'm able to get out there and and be okay. You know, I get on stage and I, you know, I performed at the Symphony Space in Manhattan on 96th Street and they gave me a little short residency because they enjoyed my comedy. And I was right, kind of right. surprised because I'm I, I explained to them, I'm I'm a beginner. I'm a I'm an amateur. 
And basically, this lady told me when she was having a drink, she said, anybody can make somebody laugh. It's how much you love to do it that you'll be more than an amateur. But she laughed at my joke because whatever is funny, we're going to laugh at no matter if it's coming from a famous person or a person that's trying to get into it. So comedy is comedy. So I would tell them, be they self and enjoy. You got to love it because there are going to be times where people ain't going to laugh. And, you know, like, listen to what happened with T.I. T.I. loves comedy. He talked about that was something that he always wanted to do. But people try to put you in a box of what they know of you. They know of him to be a rapper and an actor or even a model or whatever he was doing to be successful. But now he's saying, I want to do other things that I love to do that I feel confident. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful, Star. Star, I want to... To, to tell my soul motivators um, where they can find you, all right? Um, what you're up to next, what some of your shows that's coming up. And I know, you, I know you're getting into the radio thing, the podcasting and stuff like that. So yes, yes. Let's get them, let's get them uh, um, what's coming up with your comedy shows and stuff like that. You got new books coming out where they can find your comic books. And what your new book's about, you know what I'm saying? Just lay it out to them. The floor is yours. Okay, so first they can find me on social media platform. I'm currently on Instagram, on IG, um, under author Cheryl.brandon. So they can go on my page and uh, usually post when my books are coming out on that page. And then I also have a, another page on IG, Cheryl Star Chronicles. And they can go on IG and find that. So that's C-H-E-R-Y-L, star, S-T-A-R-R, two R's and star in the Chronicles, C-H-R-O-N-I-C-A-L-S, Cheryl Star Chronicles on IG. And I'm also on Facebook under Cheryl Brandon. And I have another page on Facebook called Thoughts of Wisdom. And so those are all the four platforms right now that I'm indulging in and I will be uh, doing a comedy show upcoming soon, April 1st, but that's going to be in Philly. So I'll, you know, I'll get that information to them. Um, joining, uh, actually, old hip hop legend Rodney C of the Funky Fours doing some uh, entertaining with his music and comedy. So I'm going to do that show April 1st. So that's what I got upcoming. And I'm currently working on a novel right now. So you can go check out uh, Keeps. Keep on authorcheryl.brandon page. Keep up to date on my novel that's going to be coming out soon. Not going to reveal the title, people, but <laughs> I'm working on that to be done. And I got a couple of novels coming behind that. Um, so right now, just uh, go on to amazon.com. You can still get it on bondsandnobles.com. You can get I Stepped in a Puddle of Roses, A Journey Through Life. And uh, you can get Inside the Mind of a Poet. And thoughts of wisdom is still available. So those are all three books that I had published already. Yeah, I want you to come on back up here on the on the on the morning coffee. Let people know about all the things that you're doing too, especially your comedy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes. When you get those dates, you come on back up here and let them know about your comedy dates and everything. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Thank it. You. It's always a pleasure kicking in with my jazzy day. <laughs> Yeah, so you know we all we we always end the show where we take deep breaths and we say our uh, um, daily affirmation prayer and everything like that. So 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 motivates. I want you to breathe in, hold it, hold it, hold it, release, extend it, extend it, extend it, 
Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. It's Terrific Tuesdays with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is our protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloved. You take that no matter where you go today. May that be work, school, or play on this Terrific Tuesday. And again, A-Star, appreciate you being here on yes. the Coffee. Hey, and, and, and we'll catch up with you real Definitely. Hey, so motivated. I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, me and Nelson the Maestro, we're going to take two steps to the rear and get on out of here, y'all. Hey, I'll see y'all real soon on the morning coffee. Love you. Hey. Peace.